0: Hello, what's up, my cobras? I am Princess Weeks. And it is I, your sensei, Tessa Netting. Amazing. So powerful. (laughs) We are The Geek Podcast, your one-stop shop for fandom conversations, pop culture, media, and all the things you love about nerddom. And each week, we skim the surface of what's popular in geek culture, then deep dive into the lore of a Netflix world bigger than our own. Today, we are delving into the world of dads everywhere. (laughs) The world of Cobra Kai, your older sibling's favorite show that you got bullied into watching and now you're also obsessed with.
1: And we're also going to be interviewing Peyton List, who plays Tori Nichols and who I know from my good old days on the Disney Channel, so... Get ready, because we're about to enter the Miyagi-verse, baby.
0: Ah, love that. (laughs) So before we get too down the road, have you reviewed this amazing podcast yet? If not, what are you waiting for? If you can wax on, wax off, you can give this podcast five stars on iTunes. It's true. We need your validation. And most importantly, we love reading your words
1: about this podcast. We love to shout you out, so... Type some words in, leave some
0: stars. We appreciate you. Let us love you loving us. So before we get into it today, Tessa, my darling, tell me what's that you gave this week. So this
1: week, I gotta talk about the Teletubbies. <laughs> Yes. They're back, baby! They're back! <laughs> the Teletubbies are coming to Netflix with a new narrator, freaking Titus Burgess from Kimmy Schmidt. Amazing. Also, I just want to talk about how terrifying the Teletubbies are because of how tall they are. So Poe was always my favorite Teletubby because Poe is the smallest one and I'm always the smallest human in a room. So usually I just identify with the smallest other creature. So you know, I'm like, oh, Poe is small. He's like me. No, Poe is six foot six. Tinky Winky is 10 feet tall. These Teletubbies are so big.
0: (laughs) They're scary as shit, man.
1: I can't believe how tall they are. It blew my mind when I figured it out for the first time. So I just I had to let the people know. If you did not know, now you know. The Teletubbies are ginormous, but God bless them, and may they uh, teach the next youth about friendship and
0: uh, what else do they do? Hang out, hanging out on the hill. Yeah, just being like being great to watch. Hi, um, for those who <laughs> do too. because. The Teletubbies has had extra longevity. Cause I there are two things that if you grew up in our generation, you knew about the Teletubbies. It's like everyone was like, why is there a baby in the sky? And the <laughs> other one was, why is Tinky Winky holding a purse? Um, Tinky Winky is a gay icon. Oh, uh, Tinky Winky's the best. Truly, truly a trailblazer in non-binary uh avenues. Harry yep. Styles Who. Right. It was all about that. Like, like literally, organizations were like, we have to get this, this Tinky Winky off th- with this purse, with their purse. Yeah. Yeah. Tinky Winky wore a purse and it looked great on them. So mm-hmm. God bless. Mm-hmm. God bless to them and their new Asian baby son. Love that.
1: <laughs> it's just incredible. So I can't wait for that. Um, and also I just wanted to mention real quick, there was a knives out teaser and it made me so excited because so just good. it reminded me how incredible this cast is
0: absolutely so how about you princess what's got you geeked oh my gosh so this past week i managed to go to PAX West i was invited from my friends colleagues at Extra Turns to be part of a panel and it was such a fun experience like first of all i love seattle um to, uh, toss salad and scrambled eggs were coming again <laughs> uh love that for me and it was just a really fun venue there were so many fun games being played and like I I've always been reluctant to call myself a gamer because I felt like I didn't know everything but now that I have a steam deck and I can now play literally almost everything I I embrace all labels and signs yes. um you're and a gamer our, you are, are. Uh, I, I game. And some of the ones that really stood out to me, I'm going to kind of list off because they were really fun. So there's this one called Kingdom 80s. And basically, it is a 1980s-themed 1980s um, strategy adventure game. So fun Ooh. for all of our Stranger Thing babies. Right. Um, there's another one called Demon School, where you literally go to a demon school and it's like a visual novel with like turn-based tactic stuff. Ooh, um, you can kill your classmates. It's fun. <sighs> I thought she would like that. Uh, there's another game called Writer's Block, which is all, it's, it's like, um it's a rogue-like word game where <laughs> you write as you fight in what? it. So you have to spell out words to Stop. fight absurd appointment. It's so funny. And I thought, wow, can't wait for that. Uh, and then there was Astrogos, which was a single player action RPG, but it had this cool, like Scottish-inspired uh redhead female heroine. She had freckles. It was like, like if Merida got like a blowout, it was really cute. I, I enjoyed that. And then the f- the last one I'm gonna mention that's supposed to be coming out is this game called Melatonin. It's a rhythm game about dreams and reality merging together. And Whoa. it is just kind of like this really soothing kind of interactive game. I pl- I got to demo it. It was really fun. It was very beautiful, and you just follow the rhythm throughout the game, and you just have these really cool dynamics that are dream inspired. So highly recommend those. For the Sandman lovers out there got some exactly dreams. everything everything interconnects. Yeah. Um, And it's just there's so much fun stuff coming out there that if you are reluctant to get into games because you don't know what's out there, look on the independent track. And also, like, if you have a PC or even with some Mac stuff, like having Steam really opened up so many great avenues of what independent gamers are doing so that's what's got me geeked I'm super excited about all of that yay and um never have I ever I binge watched it and it was amazing I can't wait for the last season to come out cute uh, team Devi and Ben yeah I think that's his name <laughs> I like I like them together I like enemies to lovers so always uh, I just remembered we're going on a break. Not like Ross and Rachel, like, <laughs> you know, we're, we're, we're <laughs> we not like Rory and not like Ro- Rory and Logan, but we are going <laughs> on a two week mini hiatus too. you know, we we watch and we observe a lot of content. So we're going to take a break so that we can discuss even more content. We got Wednesday coming up, School for Good and Evil. We've got this new Kid Cuddy animated show, which is looking very kid cuddy like. So yeah, we are very excited to to go on a little little siesta but then come back to talk about so many more new things. Right, Tessa? Oh yeah, we
1: just we just need a little break, you guys. But then we'll be back. Before you know it, we'll be talking about
0: more of your Netflix faves. Exactly. And by then, I'll have caught up on Cobra Kai, so we'll be able to like talk <laughs> about yeah. it some more. <laughs> So, before we
1: get into our conversation about all things Karate Kid and Cobra Kai, I am so excited to share with you the interview that I did with my girl, Peyton List. She is so incredible in this series as Tori Nichols, and we had a great conversation, so... Woo! What up, Netflix geeks? Tessa here, and I am thrilled to be sitting down with the one and only Peyton List, who plays Tori Nichols in Cobra Kai. Hi, Peyton. How are you?
2: Good. This is so surreal to be with you right now.
1: I know. This is wild. Before we dive into the Miyagi-verse, for those of you who do not know, Peyton and I, we go way back. We were on a Disney Channel show together called Bunked. And on that show, I was the mean girl. How the roles have changed. (laughs) How the tables have turned. So, Peyton, I got to ask you, isn't playing the mean girl, like, the most fun thing
2: ever? The most fun. I love it. I love it. I love to be hated.
1: Yes! It's
2: so fun.
1: Yep. 100%. Because it's like... You would never act like this in real life. So this role gives you permission to just go full
2: out with those emotions. Exactly. I love it. I wish everyone got to play that in their own life Mm -hmm. at some point.
1: Yeah, exactly. And with Tori's character... Was that one of your favorite parts of playing her or were there other things that you connected with her?
2: I mean, that was definitely one of my favorite parts. Being able to go into a high school, throw a girl out of the way, giving an announcement and say, I'm coming for you, bitch. Like, And just start a fight in a high school. I was like, this is, I can't believe this is, I'm getting paid to do this right. because I love it so much. And I mean, to professionally drag a girl by the hair across hallways or whatever it Now is,
1: you know these skills.
2: I know these skills. <laughs> and- I have so much fun with it. I mean, there's obviously so many other things that I've connected to with the character. Mm -hmm. And there's so many things that I do love about her. And she's changed so much since that season. And I really didn't expect the writers to go there and and give me that storyline. So I'm very grateful for that. I'm grateful that they're not so one-sided with the characters and that, you know, they they flesh them out, but...
1: No, it's beautiful, especially this season where so much changed for Tori, especially with, like, Crease being in jail and then teaming up and doing this whole secret plan together. It was amazing. When you were filming, especially because this show is so physical, did you have a favorite
2: fight to film or a favorite sort of moment when you were filming all these episodes? I mean, one of my favorite moments, anytime I get to do a fight scene in front of Thomas Ian Griffith. Uh, who plays silver is probably my favorite moment because he is so intimidating and he has done karate since you know forever and he's coached it and so I think doing that scene where I have to punch the, you know, yes. that he brings in. Uh-huh. That was for me what I was really genuinely nervous and sweating because whenever he's there, he just brings this intensity and this pressure. And so I think that was one of the most fun scenes for me to do.
1: He is like the best villain. By far. He is my favorite Karate Kid villain because he is, oh, he is so tall. He is manipulative. He can get into Danny's head so well. And speaking of villains, there's another new sensei that joins Cobra Kai, the granddaughter of sensei Kim Sung-young. And she is so vicious and amazing. And I want her to choke me. Um, Which sensei was more terrifying for Tori to deal with? Like Silver or her?
2: mm It's funny, as ruthless as Silver is, I think she might be the scariest out of everyone. I mean, yeah, she doesn't—I mean, she has nothing in this, too. That's the weirdest part about her. (laughs) She's Nothing's personal for her, and she still just wants to destroy these high schoolers. So I think, to me, Kim Dae-un might be the most terrifying of them all. And she's so hot. Her cheekbones are insane. She really was. It was just like, mommy?
1: (laughs) Like, the whole time.
2: I know. I know.
1: Yeah. All the adults are hot. I don't know. It's just, it's too much for me.
2: I'm just sitting next to them, like, sweating.
1: (laughs) Makes sense. Uh, Speaking of hot older people, which character in Cobra Kai do you think has the biggest daddy issues?
2: Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, I, that's such a hard question. I mean, I think Robbie's daddy issues yeah. might be the worst. And I don't even blame him. I feel really sorry for him.
1: Right? Mm-hmm. Like those moments Johnny has with Miguel,
2: I'm like, sir, your son is right there. And it's so easy to forget when you watch the show. Mm-hmm. Johnny's so lovable, but. I know, honey. I, I can't even blame the, you know, the relationship with him and Miguel just makes so much sense. To yeah. me.
1: yeah. Okay, so I know you've probably already been asked, like, which dojo do you want to join and all that, but I want to know, like, which sensei would you want
2: to be taught by the most? I would have to go with Johnny Lawrence.
1: Ooh,
2: interesting answer. I think that I've seen each sensei now work, and I think Johnny would be the most motivating To me personally. Mm, The competitive nature, that vibe.
1: Yeah. You need that push.
2: I I think so. And then the lessons and you don't really know where they're going. And then they all come around full
1: circle. Yeah.
2: Because Greece would just be way too intense for me. I would be out of there and, you know, I I wouldn't, I would be like, this guy's deranged. He needs help.
1: Yeah. (laughs) And I don't want to do chores. No. (laughs) I'm like, there's too many chores going on here. It seems like, you know, Danny just needs to get some stuff done. Right. Clean my car. Right? (laughs) Anyway, uh, so Sam and Tori, they are one of my favorite rivalries in the show after Johnny and Danny, of course. Right. What can fans expect from this rivalry in this upcoming season? And do you think it'll finally
2: be resolved? I mean, it's the first time these two characters have been in a room and had a conversation without it ending terribly or without it ending physically really yeah Yeah. um and so that was a huge moment i think for both of us and i just i think they're going to have to put the rivalry to an end i just i think things will always be complicated because Mm -hmm. if they weren't that would just be weird because there's been so much that has happened i just can't imagine it being
1: a normal relationship ever yeah totally
2: but it's time you know We love a good redemption. We do. And I do think that the strongest friendships sometimes come from hating someone so intensely to loving them so intensely can happen.
1: Oh, yeah. Enemies to lovers.
2: Enemies to friends. (laughs) Yeah. I think we understand each other a lot more than anyone else would. In a weird way, we're so different but so similar.
1: Right. It's true. Sometimes, like, when you see a quality that you don't like about yourself and another person, it can freak you out. And then you could hate them because you, like, see that in yourself and you, like, freak out. Right. And also, to show that TV rivalries are fake and the actors usually like each other very much, like us, tell me one of your favorite things about Mary.
2: Mary is just... She really looks out for us as, like, as a team. And she looks at us as a team. And because we... We're the only two females fighting on the show for a bit.
1: Right, yeah.
2: I think, yeah, she just looks at us as, oh, we're fighting for something that's more than just us as, as, as individuals, and I really appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, she's just—she's she, a fun person, too. She's a fun person to hang out with, to go out with, has a great sense of humor about it all, and she works really hard with with the stunts. She's always in there, and yeah, she's always working
1: I mean, y'all seem like a big family. Like you hang out all the time. You're comfortable around each other. Yeah, and I feel like you kind of have to be because of how physical you guys are with each other. Like you're literally throwing each other around all the time.
2: Yeah, I mean, it'd be terrible if we hate, really hated each other. It really would. Yeah, you just because you have to be so physically intimate, you just end up becoming that much closer. Right. Yeah, I mean, I not I would never want the show to end because I. Have such a good time on it.
1: Oh, that's so nice. Ugh, I love that. That's amazing. I actually want to touch on your beauty line. Oh yeah, yeah. Play Beauty by Peyton List, and you created a Cobra Kai collection. And I actually bought the lipstick last night to support. So, what do you think would be Tori's favorite
2: product in your collection? Oh gosh, <laughs> I think she would use that lipstick. Right. That's, that's what, what I was thought. going for. Yeah, I was that's going for the the color that she uses. And I think she would use the shadows, too, because she does mm-hmm. She does wear makeup every day in the dojo, which I thought was a funny choice at first. And I was pretty surprised that they allowed that. I think I was just so used to people wanting no makeup. Right. But I enjoyed them keeping Tori feminine and yes. allowing that in that, that place.
1: Yes. 100%. I think it just made her character so much more interesting. And also it showed, like— Hell yeah, I'm a girl. Hell yeah, I'll cook your ass. Like, it doesn't matter. I can still
2: wear makeup and look like this. Exactly. I thought that was powerful.
1: Yes, 100%. So since we are the Geeked Podcast and so our listeners can learn a little more about you, what is something at the moment that you are, like, geeking out about? Like, that you are a fan of? It can be music, movies, hobbies, shows, anything. Like, what's one thing that you are loving?
2: Okay, well, lately I've been going back and watching 80s movies. And I I, Breakfast Club is on Netflix right now. Mm -hmm. And so I was going back and watching that movie again. And I'm now on a Molly Ringwald (laughs) bender. And I'm just, I'm geeking out over her once again because I love her. Yep.
1: Those movies are so stylized and so
2: specific. And I love how this
1: show like takes from that. Like the whole Top Gun montage they did. That was so funny. Yeah,
2: I completely agree. It was
1: beautiful. Okay, so next, let's play a little Cobra Kai rapid fire where you're going to tell me yes or no if you personally like these things that are referenced in Cobra Kai, all right? It's easy, don't worry. The valley. Yes. Ponytails. No. 80s music. Yes. Top Gun. Yes. Cars. Yes. Water slides. Yes. White claws. Yes. Swords. Yes. Bonsai trees? No. <laughs> Martial arts? Yes. Uh, dating your rival's ex-boyfriend?
2: Yes. Hell yeah. <laughs> Man, I'm just really into everything. I know. I was like, dang, that means you're on the right show. I was like, I didn't want to admit how much I like White Claw, but
1: yes, I'm hey, a basic You know girl. what? Sometimes that's all you need to get the job done. And finally, Tori from Cobra Kai versus Hazel from Bugged. Who'd win in a
2: fight to the death? Oh, God. Hazel would be scrappy as hell. I just know it. I mean, okay, I think because of the formal training, Tori would win, but I think Hazel would, if they were on the street, Hazel right. might throw something in there. So in a technical fight, Tori, but in a street fight, Hazel. That makes sense.
1: <laughs> I feel that so hard. I think you're right. Peyton, thank you so much for talking to me and taking this time. I love this. Are you kidding me? I love you. I'm so proud of you in this show. I remember right after I watched the show the first time and saw you in it, I texted you and I was like, I am blown away by you in this show. Like, you are such a standout and you just like, you just kick ass. You're amazing. You can kick my ass
2: and that's amazing. I love you. That means so much from you. Because I just think you're the most awesome, talented person ever. So thank you.
0: Oh, this is so nice. All right. You know okay. what? Let's go back to being. Witches. Never mind. We hate each other. <laughs> Bye. Bye.
1: Okay. Let's talk about Cobra Kai. So, princess, where where are you in the Cobra Kai Miyagi verse? Where do
0: you fall? Oh my gosh. So I've always known about the Karate Kid, and I've always known about Cobra Kai. But for so long, I was just like, is this really for me? So I never actually sat down and watched the movie. So when we got to know that we were doing this thing for Cobra Kai, I was like, well, let me watch Cobra Kai, then I'll go backwards. And I instantly got emotional. I got it like the whole concept of the bully of the original being the dual protagonist Mm -hmm. With Danielle San. I was just sitting here like, oh, this is and he's a jerk. Yeah. He's a complete <laughs> I asshole. I was, I was like, oh my God, Tessa's perfect. Like, this is great for her. She's watching like this <laughs> terrible blonde man slowly be kind to everyone around him. Like that's this everything she's ever wanted. And I love how thoughtful the show is. I love mm-hmm. how irreverent it is to and like how it loves the source material, does so much to Support Mr. Miyagi, you know, that actor's presence in the show is so powerful, even though he's long Mm past. And it's so respectful because sometimes you can, like, sometimes you get things like that and you're like, it feels, like, fetishistic. But it's really, really kind and really, really good. And I'm just, I'm completely invested in all of this
1: yay oh my gosh that makes me so happy because Cobra Kai is such a good show I was so instantly good. obsessed with it so Joe and I like knew that we had to watch this I watched the Karate Kid movies like with him and he loves them so it was one of those things where he's like we need to watch this show together and I was like hell yeah let's do it I'm down and this show is so perfect. And to give a little context, Cobra Kai, this is a sequel TV series to the original Karate Kid films. It's set like 30 years later, so now that OG Karate Kid, Daniel LaRusso, he's a dad now, in his 50s, living in the valley, selling cars, and teaching the karate that he learned back in the day from Mr. Miyagi to his daughter Samantha. And then his old karate nemesis, Johnny Lawrence, brings back Cobra Kai, which reignites their old karate feud. And then, like, suddenly every old nemesis that Danny LaRusso has ever had in his life also comes back, like John Kreese, who ran the original Cobra Kai and then takes over Cobra Kai from Johnny when Miguel gets injured. You know where to find me. And then Johnny opens his new dojo. Welcome
2: to Eagle Fang Karate.
1: And then Johnny and Danny, like, attempt to combine dojos and team up to take down Kreese, but then Kreese calls up his old war buddy and co-founder of Cobra Kai, Darth Ponytail, Terry Silver.
0: I spent months terrorizing a teenager over a high school karate tournament. (laughs) It sounds... Insane just talking about it.
2: Who
1: is basically, like, the villain of The Karate Kid 3. And then Silver frames crease so Crease gets thrown in jail, takes over Cobra Kai, and now it's ponytail time. So Silver wants to franchise Cobra Kai, take over the world with karate, and the only person who can stop him is the Karate Dads.
0: How is this ever going to work?
1: Also, I should add, the kids in this show are just all up in their parents' karate drama. Like, they Mm -hmm. are all getting into, like, karate gang fights, switching dojos. They all have daddy issues. They're all dating each other's exes. Like, this is, like, a karate 80s soap opera action series. And... It is excellent. The stakes in season five are so ridiculous. They're like, oh, All-Valley champion? Nah. We're going, we're taking over the world. We're not going to be the best karate dojo in the valley. We're going to be the best karate dojo in the world. It got serious this season. I'm like, what is going on? This is, this is nuts. So it just keeps ramping up. So I can't wait for you to watch more and more of this show because it just gets more and more like insane and the stakes are just still so perfect, though, because it still ties into everything, like, and it's still, like, Mm -hmm. the values are there, that's another thing that, like, because with the original Karate Kid films, like, this show feels like those movies, so if you like this Mm -hmm. show, you should 100% watch those movies, because, like, not only do you know the characters now as well, so that'll make it funny, but... Also, it's just, like, there's always this, like, lesson at the end. And also there's, like, these fights, like, these dramatic fights and these, like, dramatic music. And it's all just, like, high school stuff The music combined. is my favorite. Oh, the music is
0: so good. So good. Like, I'm the perfect age of this because I feel like when you're an elder millennial, you're, like, in the perfect place where you listen to new music. But you also know a lot of music that, like— your dad likes. Right. And, like, and so to me, it's like when Johnny was like, listen to some Guns N' Roses I'm sitting here. like, And he's like, what's Guns N' Roses? I also felt his pain. Like, I was like, <laughs> uh, I'm, like, I'm, like I'm half this man's age, but I'm also just like, uh, what? I don't understand. How do you not know what <laughs> Guns N' Roses is? Right.
1: I mean, like, Cobra Kai is basically like an 80s Gen X fantasy series. And it's so fantastic because it's like, Listen, with a touch of boomers, yes, it's like
0: a little smithering,
1: just a a, a little sprinkle. But it's like, listen, your dad is cool as hell. Your dad gets into fights, kicks ass, and everybody wants to be your dad. Like, the 80s are cool, karate is cool, but most importantly, dads are cool, and you will never be as cool as your dad. (laughs) And I'm just like. This is amazing. <laughs>
0: I just love it. It, it truly is representation <laughs> for for young white dads. And I will say, both Ralph Macchio and the actor who plays both very good looking. Oh my god, obsessed. in their sixties, I was just like, okay. Especially, um, William Zabka. Oh yeah, forget it. I mean, they're both hot. dads. He's very good looking. <laughs> I was like, I was like, this is Would big dash energy. <laughs> Yeah. It was just, every time it was like, quiet. I was like, yes, Sensei. I was like, (laughs) it was so... It was so good. Uh, not saying yes on it's too much. Can't think of
1: that. <laughs> <It's>
2: terrible. Go <laughs> ahead!
1: So uh, it's funny because, like, there's so much 80s media being made right mm-hmm. now. You know, like, Rude. this, Cobra Kai, we have Stranger Things, we have Top Gun. And in uh, mm-hmm. season five, there's this whole, like, Top Gun montage that is so hilarious. And they just, so they, like... I feel like with this season especially, they were really hitting on specific 80s movies and having more fun with it. Almost like with Mm -hmm. Stranger Things where you can like point out the specific references and stuff. So I was having a lot of fun with that. But the casting, like Daniel LaRusso and uh, Johnny Lawrence are so perfect and they're such valley guys. Like I cannot tell you Mm -hmm. how they would just perfectly fit in, like, with some with two guys that you would see in the Valley. One that's, like, a dad that, like, owns his car dealership and is, like, a nice guy, but, like, gets, like, really flustered and frustrated. And then you have, like, this deadbeat dude that's just, like, chilling in the Valley, like, trying to make things work, trying to, like, put things together and is always at a bar and always is wearing, like, a t-shirt and... But it's, like, those people exist. I've seen those people walking around, so they're just, like I've seen those dads. Yes, those dads <laughs> are there. So they just like perfectly bring them to life because it's one of those things where as kids, like their roles were so iconic, like because the Karate mm-hmm. Kid is a movie that a lot of people like resonated with. Like people are obsessed with that movie. And so this series they could have made like these characters not as fun and not as like like, a, like an L.A. stereotype because because yeah. there, there is a little bit of that in there, but it's just one of those things where it could have been more dry or more like Daniel could have been like, oh, I'm going to be just like Mr. Miyagi, so I'm going to be this like intense karate guy. But he's like a fun, goofy like dad and he like gets worried and anxious and has all of these sort of like real feelings. And I feel like they're finally adding feelings to dads, dad
0: characters. And I'm like, blessed Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I was dead when I saw Johnny out here wearing, like, a Canadian tuxedo. Like, when he was, like, trying to, like, hey, uh, kicks get tricks. I was just like, I was like, sir, you're walking around here wearing a headband, tight denim jeans. This, like, like, it was, like, arrested development, the outfit. Yes. I was just like, sir, this is a Wendy. You cannot be out here like this and he and he just looked so ridiculous but i also was just like i love him i love him so much i love their dynamic and i love how or the way my friend put it he's like daniel should be the happiest kid on earth but he's so traumatized he's got ptsd from high school just out here like in the second episode when he sees the cobra kai studio it has like ptsd flashbacks to high school just like or like when when miguel's walking around in the skeleton costume and he his like To me, as someone who, like, still has high school nightmares to this day, it felt super relatable, but also just, like, also super embarrassing to think, yeah, I would still, there are people from high school I still would, like, run away from if I could.
1: (laughs) For sure. And it's one of those things where, like, these dads cannot let their old glory days go. And, (laughs) like... Daniel LaRusso's wife, like, I feel her so hard because so many times she's like the only one making any sense. And she's like, like, what is with all this karate nonsense? She's like, who are these people? Like, what is going on? Why are we like a part of this? And he's like, you don't understand, honey. This is like a big deal. Like, this matters. And she's like, it's just karate. (laughs) And I'm just like, bless. Like, tell your husband, like, honey that was a long time ago like you're a dad like you know you have other things now like you don't have to think about all that but then in this season especially I feel bringing back Terry Silver Mm -hmm. was such a good freaking idea because he's such a good villain like oh my god because, I don't know, Crease was one of those guys where it's like, oh, he's like a non-veteran, he's like a tough guy, He and also it was like complicated with him and Johnny, so it's kind of like a weird, I don't know, he was always weird for me where it's like, I, I can't, I, like, I don't want, I don't know, you're not evil enough, but also you're not like... I don't see a redemption here ever happening. Mm-hmm. So I could never get like that on board with being like, hell yeah, this is a great villain. Terry Silver is a great villain. Not only is he tall yeah. as hell, wears all black, has like this freaking ponytail, but he can just get into Daniel's head like nobody else. It, it was almost like Crease was like Johnny's Darth Vader, and so Silver's Danny's. Like Silver is Danny's Darth Vader. So this season, especially. Like, Johnny and Danny kind of switched, like, their kind of characters almost, because Johnny is now, like, trying to be this family man. Like, he has a new baby on the way, I by know. the way. He and Miguel's mom. Freaking, that was, like, one of my favorite lines in the show. She's like, I'm pregnant. And he just goes, Badass. <laughs> And I'm like, Joe, if you don't say that when I get pregnant, we're I'll be like,
0: We're done. We're done. I was like, that makes me so happy. I love, because I love his relationship with Miguel. So to know that they're going to end up having a baby. I'm like, that's great. It's so cute. And I just, I just really appreciate that they are showing what happens to people who peak in high school, you know? Right? Oh that's such a good point. Right? It's like, yeah, this is what happens when you don't have any personality or skills except for one thing, and you're a jerk to everybody, you have no friends, you suck as a parent, and um now you have to go backwards and learn. But he can turn his life around too though. No, and I'm glad that it should have, for him to turn his, his life around, he has to go back to the root of the issue. True. Which is that yep. like when he when he learned karate, he learned it to just be an asshole. Right. So it's like he has to learn it for greater reasons. He has to return to high school mentality to grow yep. up.
1: I also want to bring up Tori because we mm-hmm. are going to be talking to Peyton. First of all, it's so wild to see her be a villain because when we were in a Disney Channel show called Bunk together, mm. I was the villain to her. <laughs> she was amazing. She was the good girl and I was the villain. And now she's the villain. And oh my God, she could completely kill my villain's ass. Like, <laughs> damn, I am terrified of her. Like, she is so good. She's so good in this role and she shines so much, especially in this season, because there's a lot of pressure on her and she's going through a lot because. She won the the girls' All-Valley and Mm -hmm. she's Cobra Kai's champion, but then she found out that Cobra Kai cheated, you know, that freaking Terry Silver, like, talked to the ref and, you know, is paying and making money and cheating, so... And a big part of karate is like the honor, honor. behind yeah. winning. And she's really feeling that like the whole season. And so she wants to leave Cobra Kai. She wants to get back at Silver. So then she goes, starts talking to Crease, going to jail talking to Crease, and is trying to like, you know, send little messages to uh LaRusso and everybody else. So she's like caught up in all these different feelings because not only does she feel like they're they're treating her like a champion. And Crease is like, you got to stay in there. We need you, like, behind enemy lines. You, like... Right. And she's like, well... Also, Tori had a really interesting arc this season. And she and Sam, like, at the end, they work together. And that that's, like... That's what the Karate Kid is. Mm-hmm. That's, like, what the whole thing is. And that's also what the whole egg exercise was about. Like, you all got to work together in order for it to work. In order to beat it, you got to, like, you know... Put aside your differences, like face the common enemy. Same thing with like Johnny and Danny, Sam and Tori, all of these feuds. It's like, listen, sometimes you got to put that aside
0: and work together. I love it. (laughs) Oh man. Well, my one more thing is, you know, I think that bonsai trees are neat. And if I had to go... Get a car. I would love a little bonsai tree with it. So, Danny, thank you for respecting your your adoptive daddy's grandpa culture in such a cool, respectful way. Um, When he was explaining how sushi works and everything, I was like, this is so cute. I love it. He's like a transracial adoptee. It was very sweet, and I enjoyed that. He
1: is very wholesome. He is. Love him so much. My one more thing would be that you know what feuds are fun i love a good feud Mm. i love a good enemies to friends i love a good rivalry oh also you know my one more thing is the fights in this are great the fights are excellent the karate fights are so fun and over the top and the kids are getting better and better Y'all, mm-hmm. it's amazing. So you can watch this show for the fights alone because they're like so good. Like I could never, like the stuff that they're doing,
0: they must be practicing all the time. That's way too much. Cannot do that. Bow down. All right. You know the drill. If you like us, follow us. You can find us at The Geek Podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. And for those of you who absolutely cannot get enough, You know, leave us a five-star review. We would love to hear from you. In fact, we're going to hear from one of you now. Yeah. The review that we are reading this week is from Caitlin Cedar,
1: who says, My favorite podcast, no contest. And she says, I'm usually not a podcast person, but I'm absolutely a geeky person, and Geeked has converted me. Super happy I found out about the podcast from following the incredible Princess Weeks. I agree. She's the most incredible. As soon as a new (laughs) Netflix show comes out, I'm excited for Princess and Tessa to get into it. And I love hearing about what y'all are geeking out about. And I cannot wait for more. Caitlin,
0: that was beautiful. Thank you so much. You're incredible because you put this review out there and thank you for following us and being a part of this geek journey I made my whole day thank you so much
1: but anyway the geek podcast is hosted by me Tessa Netting
0: and me Princess Weeks
1: you can find me on TikTok Instagram YouTube all over the internet at Tessa Netting
0: and you can find me on YouTube as Princess Weeks and on Twitter as Weeks Princess. This is a Netflix Geek and spoke media production. Kelly Kolb is our producer and Reyes Mendoza is our associate producer. Delora Patton is our coordinating producer. And special thanks to Carson McCain, especially on this particular episode. Thanks, Carson. Hey,
1: <laughs> we love you. Sound design and engineering
0: by Evan Arnett, who also composed and performed our original theme. To stay updated on all things Geeked, be sure to follow us at Netflix Geeked on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Our executive producers are Keisha TK Dutez, Brigham Mosley, Aaliyah Tapakolian, and Keith Reynolds. Thank you so much for listening. We love you. We love you. Stay snaky. Snaky. Hey, we love a
2: good Cobra. Oh